Welcome to the Professor's Podcast, where we discuss the best strategies to massively improve the reach and bottom line of your business in the current virtual and economic landscape. Your host, Howard Tai, generates over $5 billion for his clients annually using innovative tactics both on and off Amazon. Welcome back to another episode of the Professor's Podcast. I am the host for this podcast specifically for this next set of speakers who we are basically, me and my sidekick here, Howie. Howie, say hi to everyone. Hi, guys. We, we today, Howie, have got another special guest as we're pretty much interviewing this group of sellers that were handpicked by the professor himself, Howard Tai to speak at his first ever live online virtual mastermind, the Professor's Pandemic event, which will be held at the end of June. And if you stay tuned till the end of this actual interview, you will hear more details about how to find out how to actually get one of the seats for that event, as we are going to limit it. That way we can still have somewhat a virtual actual environment where we interact and we get to know one another. And it's much different than what usually happens at one of the professor's events. I can say so. I've been to six. I think it's six now. How many have we actually done together, Howie, that we kind of bring the house down and we get little wild and secrets come out? I, 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 I really don't remember. There's like a, a bunch of them. We do uh, four times a year. So that's like, I'm guessing, I think it's more than six, Liz. I think so. Yeah, we did like Las Vegas I, I, I three. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't, I can't keep, track. keep track. But I will say this. I do keep track of what actually happens behind closed doors and what happens at the bar afterwards. And I can say that we've had a lot of big sellers. I'm not going to really say any names, but we've had the guys that create the software. Everybody just pretty much share their secrets, share all sorts of intimate amounts of, of information. And I will say this, like I've been one of the, people out there in the trenches like you have purposely buying people tons and tons of drinks just to get their secrets. And usually that works, but this time it's going to be a little bit different, Howie, because we're going to be like live virtually. For example, right now I'm in my pajama bottoms. Nobody can even really tell that because the rest of me looks like I'm fully dressed with makeup on and all that good stuff. But the reality is I'm at home and that's the fantastic thing about this time's this time around's event that we're going to be live online in the comfort of our own home safely securely but that doesn't necessarily mean i can't be sneaking some vodka in this uh, i mean any plans from you howie and to how to make this a little bit extra special well um i'm I, i'm actually more of a nerd i don't really like to talk too much and stuff the only time i talk is about i geek out about amazon stuff sometimes when we i find someone that i'm interested in that is like about it's about amazon and I'm, i just geek out with them so it's just like some stuff i don't really like to talk so maybe i should put some like uh, spike my own water with like vodka or something like back in the days you know when i was in college or something like that to see how that works <laughs> yeah i i clearly had no idea you were a nerd howie i mean i saw you in the trailer for the actual mastermind you were riding that whip that lambo like there was no tomorrow I was like, we got to catch up with that guy. He's going to just speed on right by me and my Uber. So uh, <laughs> we saw that video clip. If you haven't seen it already, again, I'm going to give you some more details on how you can find out more about the first ever live online professor's pandemic virtual event that I do, I do say this much. I've had the honor of being by Howie, interviewing every single one of these guys and all of them, even in the interviews alone, they gave me tips that I could already take and use in my Amazon business. 
And I'll tell you, since yesterday, I've been nonstop going crazy with TikTok. We had a guest yesterday talk about TikTok. And today is going to be no exception. We've also got a very talented gentleman from what I've talked to him about so far. And talented so much that Howie, again, he went to the far reaches of the actual globe. And they just happened to meet at one of the last Amazon events before things went really crazy. They met in Prague. You want to tell us a little bit more about that meeting, Howie, and how you guys really became very close because you spent a lot of extra time that you kind of weren't expected to spend together. You want to talk a little bit about that? Well, Ian, how, how, how many times have I met you in these like seminars that we saw? I think China was one of in those them. events. Was yeah, like I think one events? or two, uh, like every, every six months, I think we are, are passed across uh, around <laughs> conferences on, in Hong Kong, on our, in Guangzhou, and last time was in Prague, yeah. Yeah, so last time I remember was one one was Guangzhou and then another one was Prague recently. And uh, he's also in my very inner circle, uh, elite uh, seller society. So that's a very, very inner circle. And I've been, it was, it was really cool in Prague. We kind of drank a lot, actually. I was told I got drunk and I didn't know how to get back to the room. And people were guiding me to the room. Something something like that. That's like, what what was it called? Like, whatever happens in Prague stays in Prague kind of thing. So it was really that's crazy. That's Howie. Oh, I still have videos that I show no one because they promised. <laughs> so it was that really was, cool. That, that's Vegas, Howie. So yeah. you you probably have to tell us what happened. So so Etienne right here is uh is was a speaker uh, on the panel regarding the event. So we actually he he showed a lot of what he uh, is knowledgeable. As well as uh, I feel like he's a perfect candidate for one of our being a speaker. The regard regards is a lot of U.S. speak sellers don't really or Western seller don't really sell in Europe. So he's a really good candidate for us to kind of push Europe more out. So a lot of people have more uh, questions about Europe. So. That's where I see a big opportunity for us Amazon sellers because when I was used to sell like half of my half of my uh, sales comes from like Europe and the other half is in the U.S. So it's a big big opportunity if you can actually hurdle through the VATs and the taxes and the imports and the language. Uh, barrier, then everything uh, I think is a big opportunity. So we're going to have uh, 18 here talk about some of those opportunities and how to overcome them on this podcast here, as well as during the event, have some tech tricks and whatever he has listed for us to talk about. Yeah. Amazing. I'm excited. So without further ado, let's jump straight into the interview. So Etienne, Howie and I will take turns asking you some questions and before I begin, let me just say this. I'm excited for this. I, I can't wait. It's been something that I've been looking for for quite some time. And hey, we'll say this much. I haven't been out of the house in quite some time. So that again, people, is just a, a precursor to that. My excitement, I do believe, is for a reason. So I have not been outside of the house, though. But I do look forward to exchanging some Amazon knowledge. And Etienne will be one of those actual people. So Etienne, let's just pretend for uh, the sake of this interview that you and Howard are on an elevator, correct? And you obviously know that he is the professor, the man, the myth, and the legend, and you really want to speak at his actual Amazon event. You know he's having one of the top Amazon events that there is out there. You know his elite level of 
of sellers that he has in his circle. So you want to impress him. Pretend you have two minutes on this elevator. Tell him who you are and why you think you're qualified enough and one of the best in the world to actually speak at his event. Sure, thank you, Liz. Well, just, just for my name, uh, you can pronounce it like ATN, like the ATN machine. And that's, uh, that's the easiest way to, to remember how to pronounce it for, for English-speaking people. Maybe the, the main point about me is that I, I started selling on Amazon with just uh, 1,000 uh, bucks uh, in my pocket. And I was lucky enough to transform it into 1 million in 18 months, selling only in Europe. Uh, at that time, but then I, I started uh, selling on the in the U.S. actually later, and uh, I was afraid of uh, going in the U.S. Uh, because I thought it would be too crowded, too uh, uh, complicated, competition, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Whereas it's actually Europe that is much more hard as a seller to 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 manage because of all the languages, the the, the barriers, the VATs, the logistics. And now they are opening the the Netherlands. They pro probably are going to open some other countries soon. And, and I actually started with the north face of it. And now that I'm in the U.S., I think it's, it's quite easy. Wow. Well, I, I, think, I think Europe is, uh, it's, it's for, for, for Europe seller going to U.S., it might be, in the sense that it's kind of harder because its competition is like crazy. It, from what I what I've seen, Europe is a lot easier to rank in terms of like you know competition and stuff. So it's easier to rank. That. Oh yeah, fully, fully, fully agree on on the on the ranking. The competition level is lower. The the margins are usually higher because because there's less price war. Also, there's less black hats, so it's it's a bit more peaceful in terms of a of a peace of mind. And but the, the thing is, uh, Amazon is usually rolling out their new features in the U.S. first and then rolling out to, the, to Europe and not even the entire Europe. Sometimes they, they start with the U.K. or with, with Germany and then France, Italy, Spain come later and now uh, the Netherlands. But uh, so it's, it's a balance between, the, between those two continents. Okay. So what, what do you consider yourself the foremost expert in? Just like, you know, how you have so many things and I wanted you to pick one of them that you think that you are the best of the best in, um, in expertise. So I think, well, when I, I thought about this question, I think I, I, I noted three points. The first one comes from my background because before doing uh, Amazon, I was um, a marketing executive in uh, blue chip companies and then in, uh, in uh, startups. And I did most of my careers in uh, cosmetics and I was a uh, um, marketing director for Europe, et cetera, for, for big uh, cosmetic brands. And I did fragrance as well. And in those industries, we sell, we sell only dreams, stories, but it, it's almost nothing tangible. And, and so it's, it's a lot of bullshit, actually. But so I, I think I, I can say I'm, I'm quite good at brand positioning and especially audience segmentation because um, most of the people I, I know in the, in the Amazon scene are very good in, in uh, e-commerce, they're very good in sourcing operations. Most of them are not super advanced in terms of marketing, and and I think it's it's more and more key in the in the days to come to understand fully our consumers and build brands that are meaningful and that resonates with the consumers' minds. That that's the first point. The second one is the, is the operations in Europe as I started there and as I developed from France to Europe and Euro and and now worldwide. That would be my second thing. And my third thing is actually. Uh, uh, PPC. I'm a PPC enthusiast, and I I love playing with uh, myself with the uh, campaigns and with agencies, and now with tools. And I tried many of them. Interesting, interesting. So, what you might have already said it, but maybe you could 
go deeper into how do you how do you think outside the box compared to your competitors <clears throat> well first i try sometimes not to reinvent the wheel people spend a lot of time trying to to create stuff from crap from scratch whereas you can usually take some inspirations from not your direct competitors, but people in another category, people in another market, people outside of Amazon. There's a lot of good things to take and just to adapt to your products, to your brand on Amazon. And the, the second thing I would say is, is to be very much uh, data oriented. A lot of people make decisions based on advices they got on based on, on gut feelings. But we, we, we live in a world where we can measure almost everything. And that's a great opportunity for us to make uh, decisions very rational on what's working and what's not. And Amazon is a dream for that because we can measure almost everything. Yeah, amazing. You've got a, a broad, extensive knowledge base, it looks like, particularly in Europe. Let me ask you this question. There really isn't another speaker like you that has that kind of sort of broad amount of knowledge, just particularly in Europe. But based off that, what three to five things have you thought about wanting to speak about to this crowd that would absolutely wow them? Yeah, of course, uh, Europe is a big one. One, one of, my main, one of my main hobbies on my personal side is, is, is how to hack my body, how to hack my mind to be more efficient in my business and, and maybe more efficient and also happy in my personal life. So it's, it's a theme I'd like to call biohacking for e-commerce entrepreneurs that I'm very passionate about and I can talk about it for, for hours. The second topic would be how to build a proper seller operating system. And, and really build your, your, your process so that it's fully or almost fully on autopilot and you just use a few, a few tools and to pilot uh, your virtual assistants or your team if you have um, to do the work for you. The, the third topic would be how to handle a PPC automation across various marketplaces. And the last one would be my complete 2020 toolbox for um, Amazon sellers. Yeah, those, a lot of those sound actually really exciting, particularly like the toolbox, because there's so many different things that you can be using. You don't really know what to invest in what, and let's face it, it's not cheap. You can literally add up a lot of things and they start to add up and it, you're, before you know it, you end up with the credit card bill that's several thousand oh, yes. dollars and you don't even know what in the heck you have. But, you know, some of those were some great actual examples, Etienne, or, or that you would speak about. But the one thing that I noticed already from speaking with you for a very short time is that you're obviously extremely good under pressure. I mean, turning $1,000 into 1 million in 18 months is something that is not, not to be like just kind of shoved off, right? So I'm kind of a little curious, in the actual current environment, let's just say you have $1,000 in your pocket which marketplace, if you had to start all over with the same knowledge that you have right now, which marketplace do you start out in and why? I'll go in Germany uh, because that's uh, still the biggest market in Europe. Uh, people usually don't know that. People think the UK is bigger. UK is more crowded with all the American sellers, also with a lot of sellers from China. Uh, Germany is less crowded. The margins are great. The costs are super low in terms of uh, logistics. And uh, you can really uh, start a brand and start a product um, efficiently uh, with that uh, amount of money. Awesome. So what kind of uh, problems do you see the, a lot of these Amazon sellers are having right now at this current time because of the pandemic that we're having right now? 
So the, the main problem I, I see, and I also suffer from it uh, to some extent, is the logistic dependency on Amazon. Uh, most of us sellers uh, had relied fully on Amazon uh, to do FBA, and, and we basically outsourced all the logistic parts to Amazon. And now with the pandemic, with a, with a, with a demand rising on some categories of products, the other categories have been sometimes blocked, sometimes delayed, some shipments have been taken three or four weeks. So I think that's, that's a, a very big challenge. We see that in the U.S. as well with the delivery times. And, and the, the challenge for us is now to build a proper logistic capacity and, and have a proper system to have FBM offers and other vendors helping us to ship our products to the end consumers. And the second one, is the is the demand shift we we saw dr drastic rises on some categories of course related to the covid but also related to everything that people uh, wanted to do while at home and other uh, other categories with a demand drop such as uh, travel etc etc so that this will uh, take some time but will be back to normal um, in a while, but I see I see that as a as a challenge for those sellers that have been having a, a very hard uh, drop in terms of demand. So you know, like EU EU we call what is that? Pan Euro. Pan Euro. Sorry, I'm sorry. Pan Euro. Where a lot of the products are stored in the and actually in France. So are they able even to do the Pan Euro from France to outside distribution? to other countries because I've heard a lot of people say if the inventory for the Pan Euro is in France, it's really, they, it's kind of like they're, they can't, they can't really sell those kind of products. Out. No, that, no, that's, that's the, that's the, the, the tragic issue. Before the crisis, you could deliver your, your stock in one point, let's say in France. And then uh, if you're a member of the Pan Euro system, then Amazon will split your stock across all the, all the countries based on the velocity of your products in each country so that the stock is the closest to the end consumer. So, so that's a, that's a, a huge issue. I had some um, insider information last week from Amazon that still hadn't been announced, but I, I hope it's going to be announced in the in the coming days. That they will allow uh, every seller that has some stock in France on Seller Central to transfer it to, let's say, Germany or another country, so that this stock will be available for the end consumers. That was supposed to to be announced this week. It still hasn't, and I hope it's it's gonna it's gonna happen in the coming days. Let's see. So, uh, can you tell us what's the What's up? What? What? Why are people using Panero instead of the regular style shipment method, where they ship it directly to uh, each country instead? What is there a cost factor? Yeah, the, uh, of course, there's a cost factor, and uh, and also the, the the peace of mind because you just deliver your. I, I used to deliver full containers uh, to Amazon. Now I optimize a little bit, and I had my third party shipping only a few pallets here and there when I need it. But it's a peace of mind. You just you have one point inventory, and then Amazon does the rest. On the paper, it looks very good. Actually, I got I got this information from from the head of uh, the marketplace in France, that told me that uh, this works if you ship at least six weeks of stocks uh, per SKU. If you do that, if you do less than this, then the algorithm will not optimize your your stock across countries that much. So if you want to be on the safe side, and it has a cost in terms of, of stocks, of course, and then of the stocking fees at Amazon, but it's to be between six and eight weeks of stocks at Amazon. 
that is costly, but that's also the best solution uh, to have your stock everywhere and deliver it, uh, delivered on the next day for everyone in Europe. Understand. Um, so let me, I just want to know if, um, if you see any other opportunities that you see in uh, 2020 for Amazon sure. selling? Sure. And before opportunities, I think that there's a lot of problem that uh, us uh, sellers are facing, of course, with with pandemic. But also in terms of Amazon, there's a there's still rising cost of acquisition because PPC is is now pretty much a, a pay to play. If you don't invest a, a fair amount of money in in PPC on Amazon, then you basically don't exist. And this will continue rising and rising. So you better include that in your margin calculations from the beginning and, and, and have bigger numbers in terms of marketing. It's also still very difficult to, to take the lead on the customer relation because Amazon is now uh, trying um, very hardly for us not to contact them. They reduced uh, the emails, uh, probably they're pushing now the, the auto review uh, buttons and getting rid of uh, every tool that is helping us to to get uh, in direct contact with the consumers. The third challenge I see is um, it's actually an opportunity for us sellers, uh, but long-term it's gonna be a tremendous challenge. It's, it's the big brands coming on Amazon. Some of them have been around for a while, some of them haven't, but now with the crisis, all of them, I guess, understood that uh, they, they cannot avoid to have a proper strategy on Amazon and not just let their retailers, their wholesalers take the business. The, the consequence of this is that they will come with big money uh, to invest in PC, especially. And um, the way I see it on us, that Amazon advertising is, is uh, working very hard to attract all the TV money that those big brands have to spend. And uh, we see that especially with the, with, the, with the new video formats that are just been released after a beta in the US and are coming in Europe soon. This is an opportunity for us sellers uh, to uh, use all those new features, all those new formats very soon before everyone is using them because the costs are still low. I see that on my, in my campaigns in the US, the, 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 the ACOS, the average ACOS on my, uh, on my sponsor brand video is twice lower than the average ACOS of all my other sponsor brands campaigns. And the click-through rates is around 5%, which is crazy for, for digital. So it's, it's today a super good opportunity to invest. And tomorrow, it's going to be harder and harder. And so we'll, we'll need to use other, other levers to attract consumers without spending all of our budget on it. The last, the last uh, challenge that we're facing, and I was, I was shocked um, a few months ago, I was invited by Amazon uh, in their London headquarter, and they had to present the... Um, their exclusive program. They actually have two programs uh, called exclusive. One is when you, you build a brand exclusively for Amazon, but it's your brand. And the second one is when you do license uh, for, for the numerous brands. They, ha they have around 50 different brands. It's not just uh, Amazon Basics. They have a lot of them. And then you basically operate for them as, um, as a sourcer, actually. It's like you have, a, you have the brand brief and uh, you go to the factories and then you, you do the business. But it's, it's a trap, both of them. They, ask for, uh, they first ask for 5% extra uh, Amazon fees, referral fees. And I, I asked the question during the conference, we were, I think, two, 200 in the room. And I knew they were presenting this same program in Shenzhen a few weeks before. And I asked uh, them publicly, okay, you're, you're pre 
presented that to us um, Westerners, European Americans, a few. But you also presented this program to the Chinese sellers and the, to the Chinese factories in the room. And I, I guess there were more than a thousand, or maybe two thousand, in the room, right? So, what do you expect from us? Because you go directly to the manufacturers. So, I think I think they will they will do that more and more in in the future. So, we really need to build brands, not just nice products, but also meaningful brands that people love and they, they, they do not just love the, the, the features of the product, but they also put a lot of value in your own brand. And this is the, the only way that we're going to survive in, in the future. But I see, some, I see some big opportunities. I mentioned building some FBM capabilities. Of course, since the crisis, um, we see a rising penetration for the, for the online channel. And especially, I would say, for the for the a bit older um, uh, segments like uh, Gen X and baby boomers that sometimes went to shop online, especially for categories that they never shopped before. And I think this change of habits will, will, will stay in the future. And that's a big opportunity for us, especially if you target those, uh, those uh, segments. Another opportunity in terms of exit strategy will be if you want to if you want to exit if you want to sell your Amazon business is to sell that to brick and mortar brands or or at least build some partnerships with them that will be easier and easier in the in the future. The 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 two last opportunities is that this crisis will uh, will kill a few sellers of course and they will kill probably the smaller one the the one that are shortest in cash. And those are those are, were the ones that were polluting a little bit the categories, doing a lot of copycats and not really adding any value to 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 the market. So if you're if you're more structured than that, and if you're a bit bigger and have more cash, it's it's actually an opportunity to have less competition in the in the short term. And also, a lot of them reduced the, their investment in terms of, uh, of acquisition in, in PPC, especially. So it's an opportunity to 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 build your your retail space using PPC. So I just want to um, go back and say uh, when I used to do like uh, PPC in all these different countries in Europe, my my maybe my uh, price in um, in the US was like $1, $2, you know, $3 or something like that for a particular PPC. And when you, I'm in Europe, this is like the Europe, like PPC costs like pennies when I was in there. I'm not sure what it is now, but in France, Italy, Spain, dude, they're like free to advertise. So, and as well as right now, like if you look at it in US, all the PPC spots are like taken, like takes over the whole page. You don't even see in any organic anymore. And like before you like number two or three or four you know or on organic you'll be doing really well but if you're one or if you're number four you're probably like like in the sense of back in the days like number number 20th place because you have all these sponsored products that's covering you you have like editorials you have all these things in the u.s that's like like pushing you down it's not like before where you you're organic and then you get all the sales but on the first page but now you have to really do your pbcs you have to do all the you know branding pbc sponsored brands and all the headlines and you know, oh yeah stuff, so no, absolutely. You have to be very technical on PPC nowadays, whereas in the past it was okay to to handle that a bit manually or to have a VA doing that. I think now you really need to have a proper uh, structure, proper tools, or proper approach uh, hybrid between between uh, humans and and tools to have something very very uh, powerful on, on the PPC. And I, I think 
most markets in Europe have, of course, different languages. But then the long tail keywords uh, is actually easier to to use than in the US, where I'm probably the, the uh, it's more like you were just saying, Howard, uh, more crowded at the top. But I think the the also the the new organic is not the the search results ranking, but also whatever formats you have in the product pages, like uh, frequently bought together or the comparison tables, etc. So this is still free, and this is uh, real estate that you should get uh, as soon as possible, and this drives sales without costing anything. So so uh, I wanted to ask. Uh, so, uh, like I just said, PPC is so aggressive in the U.S. How is it compared to Europe, or what do you feel like? How much difference in like how more important PPC is than in the U.S.? Well, of course, I hate this answer, but of course it depends on the category. But on average, I think we notice like cost per click lower between twenty and fifty percent per category. So that's a rough average, but I think this is this is good to have in mind. Um, and also in in Europe, uh, probably uh, most of the brands are a bit less technical than than the, the the players in the U.S. So that's actually great for us to conquer those markets without having super big sellers, super big brands already at their top. And when you see some sellers that do a bit crazy stuff with a PPC, it's it's usually a good sign that you can go and make some money. Well, I have a lot of other questions and stuff that I really want to talk to you about, but it's getting kind of late. So let's wrap it up. Can, do you have any final words to our, for our audience here about anything that you can think of or anything you want to talk about yourself? Yeah, sure. So maybe if you, if you sell in the U.S. or maybe just U.S., Canada, and sometimes uh, even the U.K., you definitely need to, to expand to continental Europe. It's complex. It's uh, time-consuming, but the margins are, are good and you can really increase your business there. I started in Europe. It took me finally two years to launch in the US uh, with, a, with a great success so far. And, and since uh, I, I did this movement, my, my recurrent nightmare at night was waking up and, and telling myself, you asshole, why haven't you done it before? Right? So because I think the fear of success has been stronger for me than the fear of failure. To launch, uh, uh, to launch in the U.S. And so, guys, if you, if you, if you are in the U.S., if you, if you're considering Europe a bit like this, a bit too complicated, etc., don't be paralyzed by your fear of success in Europe. And let's chat. That's awesome. I think we did lose him there. He froze up, but he's back. But I first and foremost, it gave me the the actual desire to want to go over there because for the longest time I have delayed going into Europe even though I have several best-selling products in the USA but I always put it off and so I for one am looking very forward to your actual speech as I'm sure Howie is so remember Etienne is going to be one of almost over a dozen speakers that are going to be highlighting the first ever online virtual professors pandemic event that will be held at the end of June and again this is Howard Ty's first ever online virtual summit with his hand-selected group of superstar sellers, most of them which are underground and have been traveling the globe, meeting one another at these underground Amazon 
conventions where all these tips and strategies are obviously shared. And for the first time ever, we will be online getting to meet one another and sharing these strategies with people while we're in our pajama bottoms like I am right now. So I am for one looking forward to that. To find out more information about that, you need to go to a9mastermind.com forward slash PPE. Howie, I learned a lot from Etienne and I also had a lot of questions for him. I almost feel like you got to go take him over to another room right now and ask him those questions on behalf of all of us so we can all benefit from it. How do you feel about it? Yeah, we, I, well, I'm really fascinated about uh, selling in different countries and global global selling because uh, I, I think I did that starting in 2005 or 2006 on eBay. I started there. So, and I used, was one of the first ones selling in Europe, UK and other, and other countries through the eBay platform. But it's really interesting because at that time, no one was doing it and there's so much opportunity. So I want to see what, what other people are doing nowadays. It's actually, it's not as hard as everyone thinks, but they should just slowly get into it you know vat or the or the transportation or the logistics it's just hiring someone to do it you know you just have to just get your feet wet and just jump into it like uh, what a, a team said about the u.s uh, you know he, he hits himself he should have gotten into doing it a while ago why not why didn't i do it now you know but in europe it's so much easier than the U.S. So I would say that you should uh, really try to get your feet wet into Europe if you're not in there already, or the other way around. If you're, a, you know, Europe, you want to get into U.S. You know, just get yourself your feet wet and then uh, get in there because there's a lot of opportunities. And with the same product line, you're already sourcing already. You have the product. Why not just uh, put it into different platforms, in different countries? I mean, so that's what I would say. My final words. Amazing. Is. So awesome. I, for one, am excited for him to decipher all this complicated jargon. A lot of us would say, I guess, how he said he's how he's an Amazon nerd. So it's like nerd speak. But hopefully he's going to translate all that for us in a simplified format. And he's going to have me leading the, the actual everybody with their torches, excited to hear what he has to say. I'm excited. I know that Howie's excited. And I know Etienne's excited to share his knowledge. So I do look forward for those of us that do decide to join us. It'll be one of the best decisions you make all summer long. And hey, after all, we are stuck in our houses for quite some time. So the best way to be safe is to meet live virtually online. So again, remember, if you want more information, go to a9mastermind.com forward slash PPE. And that event will be held at the end of June. But I just wanted to thank everyone for joining us, including our guest, Etienne, and as usual, our host, Howie. Thanks again for joining us. We will see you next time with the next speaker. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, Howie. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Etienne. Good meeting you. Welcome to the Professor's Podcast, where we discuss the best strategies to massively improve the reach and bottom line of your business in the current virtual and economic landscape. Your host, Howard Tai, generates over $5 billion for his clients annually using innovative tactics both on and off Amazon.